With Hashem's assistance, we are learning Gittin, Daf Samach Zayim, page 67. We begin about 10 lines in. It says, Gufa, Amar Shmuel. We have learned before. Shmuel says like this, Amar Rabbi. Rabbi says, Halacha Rabbi Yaisi. The Halacha is like Rabbi Yaisi, who says, The Amar, Midi Lamimsar on the Shliach, that you cannot give over a job, a, a, a tafkid, over to a Shliach. The Shliach can't give it over to someone else. You can give it to the, the original messenger, but the messenger can't give it over to another messenger. Amr the fun of Rib Shimon Berebi. Rib Shimon Berebi said to him like this, Once we see that Rabbi Meir and Chanina Ish Ono, they argue on Rabbi Yaisi, Why did Rabbi say that the halacha is like Rabbi Yaisi? Amr Lai, he said, My son, quiet down. You never saw Rabbi Yaisi. If you had seen him, you would know that the depth is with him. Thus, Allah is always like Rabbi Yaisi because he had a tremendous depth in his learning and therefore he understood things to their depth and whatever he said was correct. The time we learned in a brisa. Isi ben Yehuda Isi, the son of Yehuda, would say over the following praise of each of the rabbis, Rabbi Meir, Chacham v'Seifer. Rabbi Meir is wise and he's a scribe. Rabbi Yehuda, Chacham v'Seifer. Rabbi Yehuda was wise when he wanted to be wise. Rabbi Tarfin, Gal Shalal Geizen. Bitarfin is like a pile of nuts. And Rashi explains that when you have a pile of nuts and you take out one of the nuts, so all the other nuts move to fill in those spots. Thus, it was, it was basically saying that Bitarfin has everything. He can fill in all of the different spots. He has access to all of the information in Torah. Rishmal is like Chanus Miuzenes, a fully stocked store. He's got all of the Torah that you need. All you do is walk into the store, you ask for the item you want, they pull it out. Same thing with Rishmal. Rabikiva Rabikiva is like a treasure house which is all mixed up, meaning he learned many different things, not in any order. He didn't first learn Torah and then Agada and then Gemara. He learned everything is a mixture, and then afterwards he was able to sort all the information that he had. Riechem ben Nuri Kupas Rabbi Yechem ben Nuri is like a someone who comes in, he's a peddler selling his wares, and you come to him and you can get whatever you want from this peddler. Similarly, that's Rabbi Yechem ben Nuri is like that as well. Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah, Kupa Shabbosamim. He's like a peddler who's selling only spices. He has a certain thing that he was specialized in. Mishnah's Rabbi Lazar ben Yaakov Kavanaki. The Torah of Rabbi Lazar ben Yaakov is clean and very precise. Rabbi Yaisi Nimuko Imo. Rabbi Yossi has the depth with him. Rabbi Shimon, Teichen Harbi Moitzi Kima. He grinds a lot and he lets out a little. What does that mean? Tana Meshkach Kima. He learns and he forgets certain things. Mashamoitzi and Moitzi That which he forgets, he only forgets the things that are not so important. Rashi says he forgets the things that the halach is not like those things, but everything else he retains. Similarly, did Rabbi Shimon say to his students, Bonai Shonomidoisai. He said to them, My sons, learn the halachas that I'm teaching you. That which I'm teaching is the best of the best of that which Rabbi Akiva taught. Gufa, we learned. Amr l'shnaim, someone said to two. Emr l'shayfer v'yichtoif, say over to the scribe and write it. Ule pleini, upleini v'yachtamu. And to so and so and so and so and they should sign it. So he says to his messenger to assign a certain scribe and to say to two other people that they should be the witnesses. Amr Ravuna, Amr Rav Kasher. Ravuna says the name of Rav, it's fine. V'leitas, it's nice to be Israel, but it's not something that should be done 
amongst the people of Israel. Amar le'ula le'rav Nachman. So Ula says to Rav Nachman, v'amilo Rav Nachman le'ula. Those who say no, Rav Nachman said to Ula. Me'achad ha'kashra, amay le'tas is always Israel. Once it's something that's okay, so why do we say that it shouldn't be done amongst the people of Israel? Amar le'chashin ha'shem tiskar edim. We're afraid that she, the wife, is going to go hire someone. to. She's going to say to somebody, I want you to be the messenger to write this get. And she's going to be able to get a get that is was she was the one who signed it. The husband didn't do it, and they won't be the wiser. The scribe won't know any better, and the witnesses who are signed it won't any won't know any better. And therefore, she's going to get away with it. So the says, "Is it true that we're worried about such a thing?" That if you have witnesses that are signed upon some kind of document that states that someone bought a field or on a woman's document that says that she's getting divorced. So the rabbis weren't worried about such a thing that perhaps they signed falsely. So the Gemara says, so that's not, that's different over there. Avdi. We don't assume that someone would go and intentionally sign falsely. Dubura Ka'amri. But for someone to go and do something and to cause someone else to do something wrong, they think to themselves, oh, I didn't do it, the other guy did it. So a person would indeed say over to someone else to do something that's not true. But he himself wouldn't do it. Amr Lishnayin, let's see, says to two people. Imr Lusevav Yichtu, Yichtoiv, say over to the scribe to write it. Vatem Chasum, I want you to be the ones who will sign it. Rav Chiza Amar Kasher, Rav Chiza says it's okay. Veloy Taser, but it shouldn't be done. Rabbi Babrachana Amar Kasher, Vitaser. Rabbi Babrachana says it's fine, and it can be done. By the way, the one that says that it should not be done, Rashi explains it's because it's a Gzira decree because of the other case that we said is a problem. Rav Nachman Amar Kasher Vlaitase. So I'm sorry, so Rav Nachman says that it was fine and it shouldn't be done. Rav Sheshes Amar Kasher Vitase. Rav Sheshes says it's fine and it can be done. Rabbi Amar Kasher Vlaitase. Rabbi says it's fine but it shouldn't be done. Rav Yosef Amar Kasher Vitase. Rav Yosef says it's fine and it can be done. Ve'ikad Afechle, we turn to some Chazanim Abayz. There are those who say that the exact opposite of what Rabbi and Rav Yosef said, they switch their shittas. Amr la'asar kis v'get, let's say someone says to ten people, write a get. Tana Rabban, we learned in a b'raise, Amr la'asar kis v'get, if you said to ten people, write a get, utanu li'ishdi, and give it to my wife, echa kaisiv al kulam, so you have to, so you have one person, and he writes it for all of them, they don't all have to sign. Kulchem k'suvu, let's say he says, all of them, I want you to write it, echa kaisiv b'mamad kulam, so one of them writes for all of them, and they all sign on it. I want you to bring a get to my wife. So one person can do it for all of them. He doesn't mean that all of them have to actually go. I want all of you to go, he says. So one of them holds the mamar kulam. And they all go along with him. I'll ask you a question. What if he goes through the group of people and he says, I want you, one, two, three, four, five, six, and he goes through all the people and he counts them, and then at the end he says, I want you to do this. What's going to be the halachas that consider, like he said, kulchem, all of you. Does he mean that? He didn't say all of you. He just counted them and said, I want you to bring it. So what does he mean? Rav Huna Amar, mana kulchem. Rav Huna says that when you count, it's not considered like someone who said all of you. Rav Yechanan said in the name of Rabbi Lazar from Rome, that uh, that when you count them off, it is considered like you said that you want them all to do it. Amra Papa, Rapapa says, There's not an argument here. It depends if you're actually counting them all or you only counted some of them. Amrilullah Hagisa, Amrilullah Hagisa, those who say 
that everyone agrees that if you counted them all, you mean all of them. And if you only did some of them, you don't mean all of the, all the people that you counted, but only, let's say, two of them. And there are those who say, no, exact opposite. When you only counted some of them, you mean specifically all the ones that you counted. As opposed to where you counted every single one of them, if you meant to do all of them, then you would have said, kulchem, you would have said specifically all of them instead of counting them. Asking of Yehuda Begita, the Kulchem, Rav Yehuda made the following Takana decree in regards to a get where a guy wants, he says to a whole group of people, he didn't specifically say Kulchem, all of you, but he says to a whole group of people that he wants them all to do something. He wants to be involved in writing this get. So what they do is they write the following inside of the Shtar. Ksuvu, if he said, uh, I want you all to write it, either if he said that he wants them all to do it, or each and every one of them. Because when he says, he means that he wants them all to do it together. But if he said, each and every one of you, so he means that they can each do it on their own, they don't have, all have to be there as each other one is signing. And when he says the line of, I want you all to sign it, whether or not he said he wants them all to do it together, or two people can do it separately. I want you all to bring it. Either if you said all of them or each and every one of you separately. Amarava, Rava says, We have a problem because sometimes he might not specifically specify exactly what he wants. All he says is he wants them all to do it. And he didn't specifically allow them to do it separately and by saying every single one of them. And then later on, he's going to come later on and he's going to say that if, if there was somebody who wasn't there to say that at the time, so so the the whole thing is going to be ruined. It's going to ruin it. So Rava says, what they do is they write this, every single one of you. They, instead of writing anything about all of you of Kulchain, all they do is write that each and every single one of them has to do it. This way they can all do it separately. That uh, signing each group of two. And bring it any one of you. So therefore, by doing this, so there's not going to be any issues. Everyone can do it on their own. They don't all have to be standing at the time. We will return to chapter Ha'aymer. Now begin the seventh chapter of Gittin. If someone was seized by this demon called Kordiakus, which comes when a person drinks very heavy wine, and while he was drunk, he says, write a divorce document for my wife. It's nothing. Let's say first he said, write a get for my wife, write a divorce document. And then afterwards, he was he was seized by this demon, he became drunk. And then he says, don't write it, don't write it. So that which he said after he was he was uh, seized by the demon, so it's irrelevant. He was drunk. Nishtatik. Now forget about the cases of the demons. Let's say he was somebody who was able to speak, and then all of a sudden he can't speak anymore. And they said to him like this: Should we write a get for your wife? He doesn't have the ability to answer. He can't speak. He nodded his head. So we check him three different times. So if he always responds with the right head movement for no and the right head movement for yes, so then we can trust that when he nodded his head yes, then he meant that he wanted to be written and therefore we can indeed write it. Gimar, we begin the Gimar. My Kordiakus, what does it mean, Kordiakus? We're talking about a guy who drank some wine. He got bitten, so to speak, by the wine that was brand new that just came out of the wine press. Why doesn't the verse say that he was bitten by, by a brand new wine? Why does it say it this way, that he was seized by this demon? This is what it's coming to teach you. 
that this evil spirit is called Koryakus. What do we care? If you want to create some kind of amulet in order to bind this demon by an oath, you need to know his name, and that's why we need to know his name. What is a person, how can a person get out of this drunken stupor? What is his cure? If you take light meat, meaning meat that's not fatty, and you roast it over coals, and you have watered down wine. Amar Abai says, Amarli aim my mother told me, and Rashi says it doesn't mean literally his mother, but rather means because his mother passed away when he was very young, but it means the woman who raised him. Lashimsha basyoima, if let's say you have sunstroke, and it's one day old, meaning it's a new sunstroke, Kuzidamaya, what you do is you drink a small vessel, a small earthenware vessel full of water. Bas treyoimi, if it's already two days old, sikuri. So you, you get bloodlet. Take some blood out. Bastla Sayami, if it's already around for three days. Bisra Sumka, you have this uh, non fatty meat, Agumri, that you've roasted on top of uh, Gechalim, which are coals. Chamra Marka, and you get this watered down wine. Let's see, you've had it for a long time. This sunstroke is not going away. Bring a black chicken. Rip it lengthwise and breathwise. And shave off the middle of the head of the person who's sick, meaning the, the, his hair. Place the chicken on top of his head. And place it to the head until it gets stuck on the head. Let him go down into water ad savare until the water reaches up to his neck ad alma ilave until he feels faint. Vilimoid, let him swim out. Vilislik and come out. Vilasiv and sit down. Viiloi, if that doesn't work, lechol karti, let him eat some kind of leek, a green vegetable. Vilinchois vilekum bemaya, let him go into the water. Ad zavari until it goes up to his neck. Ad cholish alma until he feels faint. Ilave upon him. Vilimud vilislik vilasiv and let him get up. Let him swim out and come out and sit down. Now the Gemara makes a similar statement. Lashimsha for sunstroke. Bisra sumka. So you bring this light meat, agumri, that you've roasted on coals. Chamra marka, watered down wine. Talga, however, if, if someone has a cold, he's very cold. Talga literally means snow. Bisra shmeina, you bring fatty meat, agumra, also that you have roasted upon these coals. Chamra chaya, and very strong wine. Rav Amram Chasida, Rav Amram the righteous Kehava Mitzar and Le Beirish Galusa, the the servants of the rich Galusa's house, they used to bother him. Avu Magni Le Atalga, they would what they would do is they open up the windows of his room and they would make it very cold for him until he got a cold. Lamachar, and the next day Amrule My Nichale, Lamar, what can I do for you? How can we help you out? You're so sick. Delaysuble, what would you like us to bring you? Amar Hani Kol Amit Kol Aminol Hu Meipach Afchi. He said, "These guys, anything I say to them, they're going to switch around." Amar Luso said to them, "Bisra Sumka Agumri." He knew that he needed the opposite of this, so he said to them, "Bring me this meat that's that's uh, not fatty and place it upon." Coals, the chamra marka, and bring me watered down wine. Isolate inu bisra shmeina agumri. So they brought the exact opposite, which is what he really did need, which was fatty meat that was roasted on coals. The chamra chaya and very powerful wine. So he was able to take this, and he was able to get better.
Shama Yalta, so Yalta, who was the wife of Rabbi Nachman, heard about what happened with Rav Amram. Uma brought him to get better because he still had to recover from this heavy wine, from this fatty meat. So he brought him to the bathhouse and mukmi de put him into the waters of the bathhouse. until the waters from from the from his sweat. So the water turned over until it was red as blood. And upon his skin, so were these round circles of that looked like wounds. Rav Yosef, when Rav Yosef would get a cold, would get a chill, so he would go and he would involve himself in using in using the millstone that would heat him up. Rav Sheshes, so he would get involved in hard work. He would carry these beams and all kinds of different manual labor to warm himself up. Amar, he said, great is work. It warms up those who do it. One time Rish Galusa said to Rav Sheshes, why don't you ever come over to us for a meal? Amar Avdi. Your servants are very bad. Because I believe that they're serving you the limb of a live animal. He said, what are you talking about? He said, look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you. So Rav says to his servant, go take a piece of one of the legs of one of the animals that they're about to, you know, of course, everything they're, they're all of the food that's there is correctly shechted, is correctly slaughtered. However, what Rav Sheshis was saying that is that sometimes if something is missing, so they'll bring the leg of an animal that's still alive. So he says to, so Rav Sheshis says to his servant, go take one of the legs of the food that they're preparing. Bring me one of the legs from the food that they're preparing. He brought it to him. So he says to them, So he says to the servants of the Reish Galusi, Bring out all the food. So when they brought it out, so he brought out in front of, they brought out in front of him, there were only three legs that in, in the order that he asked them to order it. That's what they brought out in front of him. So he says to them, What is a three-legged animal? So what they do is they went and they cut off the leg of a live animal. And they brought that one from elsewhere. And they placed it in front of him. These servants of the Rish Galusa. So Rav Shisha says to his servant, Bring out the one that you took from the kitchen before. So he placed it in front of them. What was this, a five-legged creature? So the Rish Galusa says, Okay, so then why don't you... So let them do it in front Demar in front of you or in front of your servant, Belechal, then you can eat in our house, meaning you ha- you be the mashkiach and make sure that everything is fine, then you can eat here. Merlela Chai said, That's fine. Krivu, Taka, Kamayu. So they brought the, sh- the table in front of them, Faisi Kame Bisra, and they brought in front of him some kind of meat, Faisibu Kame Ristana, the Chakna, Chamta. They brought in front of Rav Sheshes, these slaves, they were really upset at what Rav Sheshes had done, that, they, that Rav Sheshes had proven what they were doing wrong. So they they took this piece of meat that had in it a very sharp bone, such that they wanted him to choke on it. So Rav Sheshis realized it was there, he felt it. So he placed it inside of a, a napkin and he put it inside of his bag. After they were finished eating, they said to him, So the sliver said they wanted to check. They saw him do that and place it into his bag. So they wanted to take it out of the bag and show what he did. So they said, Oh, we, something was stolen. A silver cup was stolen. As they were looking through Rav Sheshis' bag, and they came, they found this piece of meat that was hidden inside of his 
Napkin. So they said to him, Chazi kaboy. We see that you're, he's, not, he's not interested in eating at all. El He's just trying to bother us, trying to catch us, trying to show off that we're bad. Amar Luhu. So Rashi said, Hold on a second. He said like this. I was ready to eat it. I tasted that there was this as an animal that had some kind of boils on it. No, we know for sure, said the slaves, that we did not make an animal with any kind of boils. today. So he says to them, Go check out the skin of the animal. If an animal has boils, so you look on the skin of the animal, not on the actual flesh itself, but you look on the skin. So the black fur is going to be whitened and if it's white then it's going to turn black that's how you know that it has boils and then when they went and they checked the animal they found indeed that the fur of this animal indeed had switched from white to black or from black to white it did indeed have boils and Rav was correct